All right. Well, welcome, everybody, to another exciting episode of Sales Pipeline Radio. I'm your host, Matt Hines. Very excited to have you joining us here. Uh, if you're watching on LinkedIn Live, thank you so much for joining us in the middle of your workday. We are here every week at 1130 Pacific, 230 Eastern. If you are watching this on demand or if you are listening to the audio-only version uh, through our podcast, thanks so much for checking us out. If you like what you hear today, we got a lot of this from uh, in the in the old library. We are all to almost 300 episodes of Sales Pipeline Radio. A few of them from when we started doing video, but many of them podcast audio only version, all available on demand at salespipelineradio.com. We're featuring some of the best and brightest minds in B2B sales and marketing each week and very excited to have with us um, a sponsor that we have this fall. Very excited to be working with Sendoso. Um, I don't know about you, Deb, like I feel like I've been saturated by digital marketing for a long time. It, the volume is getting worse. Um, I love being able to see you and being able to do this session remotely, but I miss human connections. I miss thing people I can see in person. And I think that we're, we're, we're not working in a digital environment. We're working in a hybrid environment and online and offline will continue to be part of that. So creating human connections, putting things in front of people, brands embracing physical, virtual and hybrid strategies, I think are those that are increasingly winning moving forward. Uh, love what Sendoso has done, not only in terms of evangelizing this front, this concept, but also their con their conference, uh, held just a couple weeks ago called Connected, offered some really great speakers, some really great topics, and it is available on demand at sendoso.com slash connected dash 2021. And we will put a link to that in the show notes. But thank you so much, Sendoso, for being a partner sponsor of Sales Pipeline Radio. Deb, you, you were as we record this, you you were you you've been traveling a ton. You're um you are you are you're you actually have a much better background than I do uh with the, the Peloton piano craft closet, whatever else is here. Um but back on the road, uh how does it feel to be getting back a little bit semi-normal? Oh, I gotta tell you. Well, first of all, thanks for having me, Matt. Um it has been so nice to be back on the road with teams and people sitting in conference rooms just in the last couple of days, weeks. I've come off of a trip to Phoenix, an offsite in Tahoe with my team, and then a quick trip to Boston. So it's been a little nutty. You know, there are some yeah. things I think we all would like to like leave behind in this uh, in the time that we're coming back. But there's nothing like spending time with your team. Um, we were fortunate enough to be up in Tahoe climbing some mountains at uh, at Via Ferrata. We did the Via Ferrata at, at wow. uh, Squaw, which was a pretty incredible um, experience. And super fun to do that with people that some people that I haven't seen in over a year, um, which is just great. We used our cabin. It was awesome. We spent time together. We, you know, had broke bread together and and planned next year, started planning next year, which was really wonderful. I'll tell you what, I mean, there's a lot of benefits to being in a virtual new world. It's very nice to be able to be able to see you and talk to you in this format and do it like literally from my basement. But we've been doing this kind of communication video conferencing for maybe four or five years. We've done face-to-face -face communication for tens of thousands. We're hardwired to want that, right? And so, yes, there is a middle ground where you're like, ah, should I go there? Could I do it as a phone call? In some cases, this is going to work pretty well. But, you know, as we talk about sort of the future of marketing work, I don't see any way where we're not going to get to getting back together. And I think, you know, we're, we will find a balance probably between what works for employers, employees, works for contributors and managers, what works for buyers and sellers. Um, where do you think that, where do you stand on that balance? I mean, obviously you're getting back out, prioritizing and, and enjoying um, some of that, you know, travel and being together with people. Where do you yeah. think we're going to net out there? 
Well, you know, we've at Integrate, we've always hired for um, culture and competency first, and then location a distant third. So we've been a really virtual um, company for a long while. I think the difference has been that it wasn't this nonstop all day online conference or uh, uh, meetings, right? Yep. Uh, interaction. And so we'll continue to grow our teams and our business in a super virtual way because we think that's the best way to do it. And we think there's, you know, there's a lot of goodness to it. That said, we'll continue to get together and, you know, be out at shows and be out with our customers, who I think is the the real connection that we're all longing for as well. Um, not just from a sales perspective, but from a product input perspective, from an insight perspective to understand what they're going to. I mean, we sell to marketers. So when I get to go out and talk to marketers, I get to go out and talk to my friends and my peers. And you know, those are enjoyable conversations. But, um, you know, I think the biggest change in this whole world has has really hit our buyers for marketers. They mm -hmm. have moved to an, a completely different way to buy. Yeah. And that has shaken all of us as marketers up, certainly, and really, you know, put the put us to the test around how we reach them, how we, you know, how we embrace what it is that they need, how we provide them with the solutions and the information that they need at whatever point they are in their buying journey. I don't think that's going back. I think right. they're staying pretty digital. So, you yeah. know, we, uh, and, and I think we, we as marketers, um, you know, have had to adjust to that. Salespeople have certainly had to adjust to that. And the best marketers and the best salespeople, I think are the ones who recognize that that buying process has changed for, for all of our customers out there. I, I love that. That's such a great answer. I, I realize now I didn't even set, set this up or properly introduce you, Deb Wolf, Chief of our Marketing Officer for Integrate. Um, so uh, just appreciate you being here. Also, you know, I think doing this a little in advance is a teaser for an upcoming event we're doing together on October 28th. So October 28th, 2011, 2012, 2011, 2021, <laughs> um, where we work what are the things we're going to need to do as marketers to address this more digital audience? And there has been an evolution of what buyers expect. Some of that has been exacerbated by the pandemic and the lockdown, but this move to digital has been happening for a while. And, you know, I, I still think the hybrid experience important. We're going to see people in person from time to time, but the majority of the experience your buyers are going to have is going to be digital. And I think the importance, and again, like, you know, Integrate is such a great name for the company because I think the idea here that you need to orchestrate a conversation and relationship with people across channels, like your prospect does not sit here and say, well, this is email and this is social and this is ad. So it's okay. Those are different departments at the seller. It's okay that they're different. There needs to be coordination and integration between those. I think there's, it used to be that it was seen as, as a benefit. Now I think it's just table stakes. Our buyers expect this now, don't they? That's a hundred percent right. I think um, you know the buyer really doesn't know where they are in your process. They only know what they're trying to achieve. And these buying groups at large enterprises have gotten so big and so complex that you have buyers. I'll use you know in air quotes across all of an enterprise. Whether that's uh, you know what if you're selling an IT product, whether that might be IT, including security and privacy and the CFO, the office of the CFO from a budget approval. So. It's not just about you know, that single buyer, and it's certainly not about that single moment in time that they interact with your brand. You really have to think about how you're orchestrating and connecting all those siloed organizations, siloed technology, siloed messages all the way through their journey. 
So again, we're not going to get into the details of our future marketing work survey. You got to join us on October 28th to get some of those. And you know, if you can't join us live, we'd love you to, because it'll be a fun conversation we'll have. We've got a full research report. We can get to anyone that wants it as well. But related to the marketing work, and so here, so this is being driven by changes from the buyer and what the buyer expects. How does this change the way we as marketers need to work? Because I think it almost implies that the old days of having like an email team and a direct mail team and a SEO team, like you can't have them working in silos. How do we reorganize the way marketing teams operate to take advantage of this? Yeah, I think what we're seeing is, and again, I don't want to scoop our own news, Matt, so I won't go too far into, into what we saw in some of this research, but you know, we really looked at a couple of key things across a marketing organization, organizational structure, marketing technology, and then the marketing strategy, uh, you know, across what it is that you're trying to achieve and measured those against um, what we call the marketing maturity model. And I think what you see are companies that are doing this right, really manage to figure out uh, that org structure, that MarTech structure, and of course, of course, that strategy that stretches across all three. Um, as you think about marketing maturity models, and we've all been in them, we've all been in different stages of companies where, and sometimes it doesn't matter if you're a startup or if you're a really large organization, but you might be going from just simply, you know, ad hoc uh, uh, kinds of activities from a demand gen perspective or a lead gen perspective just to get your field what they need. Mm -hmm. And certainly I think a lot of marketing people fell, um, fell prey to this when all our events went away and we had to very quickly move our money into digital to, to you know, just think about the lead volumes that we were, we were looking at, that nasty game that we play around quantity versus quality, right? To, mm -hmm. to uh, get things at the top of the funnel. And, uh, and I think some of the, the best and brightest marketing teams even fell victim to, I just need to get back to lead volume. But we know that that's not the best for our buyers. We know that our buyers really require um, connected, strategic, omni-channel you know, uh, journeys that help guide them in the way they want to buy. Not the way we want them to engage with us, but really in a way that they want to buy. Yeah. And, and that buying process does not end at the traditional marketing generates an MQL and throws it over to sales. Right. So the other component, I think, of sort of the future of marketing work is 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 redefining what the outcome is from the marketing effort. Even if ultimately the salesperson is there when the deal is signed, the the coordination of efforts across those teams is more significant. Can you talk a little bit about how much we as marketers as part of our work now need to have that not just strategic alignment with sales, but that operational alignment to ensure that we have that seamless experience for the buyer throughout the funnel, not just in the top half. Well, I think that's that's it. And you'll see in this research some data that shows even those account-based marketing efforts that many of mar the marketers have been looking towards and, and trying to drive a strategy across their uh, marketing activities really break down at the point where they're not thinking omni-channel or they're not thinking further down into the funnel with the salesperson where they may be picking up some of what was traditionally thought to be sales work and really is now dependent on marketing to think about how we get the, that right kind of information to those buyers. Yep, absolutely. Got a few more minutes here on Sales Pipeline Radio with our guest, Deb Wolf. She's the CMO at Integrate, and we're kind of teasing a little bit sort of this survey we've got coming up that we're launching on October 28th in a webinar. We'll have available in a uh, in a sort of benchmark report as well around the future of marketing work. And, you know, the other element of this, I think, is the activity-based 
focus of marketing in the past, right? I mean, you've got a lot of, you know, you know, CFO comes to the board meeting and talks about the balance sheet and the financial performance of the business. The, the, the VP of sales comes and talks about the pipeline, what we've closed. Product guy talks about roadmap, what we built and sort of where we're going. Marketing comes with an activity list in many cases, right? Like here's how many emails are coming up. Here's the trade shows we're doing. Um, and so when you're focused on the marketing of more as a marketing team, it, more activity is seen as better. Right. And so from a work perspective, it feels like, OK, there's you're never done. It's never enough. And that we're seeing so many marketers just exhausted um, from just, you know, working from home has made that blur worse. Uh, we're seeing certainly sort of continued evidence of the great resignation. People saying, like, I can't do this anymore. I need to go try something different. Um, it feels to me that if we can move from a from a mentality of activity based marketing to impact based marketing, we can stop just doing more and saying, let's just get more campaigns out, more things done and said, do the right things that not only help marketing create more impact, but potentially provide the foundation for our marketing employees and our teams to have a little better balance as well. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think, you know, oh my gosh, what a crazy time it is for B2B marketers. Yeah. Um, you know, on the one hand, there's this sentiment that makes headlines today that says that, you know, it's this renaissance. There's never been a more exciting and more, uh, you know, time to be and to be present and to be a B2B marketer. But I think if you ask most marketers today, marketing teams will tell you that they have experienced the most brutal year in the profession. And I think some of the stats I've seen have even shown up to 80% of people that are, uh, you know, find this as to, as to be the most challenging time of their careers. Yeah. That's a, those are crazy stats. Like, what are we doing to our people? How do we keep, you know, how do we keep our teams engaged and excited? And I do think coming back together will will drive some of that. But we also have to stop and think about those, you know, those activity lists that you're really talking about. How do we mm -hmm. ensure that we're doing the right activities, that the things that we are, you know, that we're, um, uh, that we're executing on every single day are the are the things that are going to really matter in a what I think of as a response to revenue um, kind of way. And, you know, there's no other way to do that than to bring your teams together together and have them think about it from the buyer's perspective. The buyer doesn't need a million activities. They need the right activities. They need the things that are going to help move help them move through their journey. And you're right. I think sometimes we just get uh, you know, torn up, maybe sort of brought up in that cyclone of, of activity. And we've really got to think about what it is that, you know, that will make and have an impact with our, with our customers and our buyers. Yeah, no, you're right. I mean, more is not necessarily better. And there's even further evidence. I think, uh, you know, Brent Adamson, who co-authored the Challenger Sale at his Gartner Sales Conference earlier this year, despite the fact that it really is his fault, we're all creating these commercial insights, right? And all this new content to help sort of challenge the status quo of our prospects. He says, like, the in increasingly the need from sellers, and when I hear sellers, I hear marketers, is what yeah. he calls sense making, right? It's all this information out there. Like, how, how do I make sense of it? What does it mean for me? What should I do because of it? And so I think the brands that sort of provide that sense making, that provide sort of expertise and uh, authority around what to do different and can can provide that the insight are going to be those that, that win moving forward. And marketing is going to play a huge, huge role in that. Well, Deb, yeah. I know you're crazy busy. Um, we're catching you on the road. Um, and uh, I'm very excited about the work we have coming up again, October 28, 2000. 
21. Uh, we'll put links in the show notes here to make sure you're able to register. Everybody that registers is going to get a full copy of that Future of Marketing study report as well. So you get all the research insights from our work. Deb, thanks so much for joining us today. I appreciate it very much. Thanks, Matt. Great to see you. Thanks, everyone, for joining another episode of Sales Pipeline Radio. We'll see you next week, every week, Thursdays at 1130 Pacific, 230 Eastern. Until next time, thanks for joining another episode of Sales Pipeline Radio.